This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, September the 13th. First today, we're going to start off with news that climate change demonstrations have brought traffic to a halt on the M25 in Kent. There were long delays near the Dartford Crossing and Swanley Interchange this morning, as well as further afield actually in Godston and Heathrow, as activists sat on the carriageway holding banners. The Kent Community Foundation spokesperson Christina Bowden was caught up in the traffic near one of the demos. So it's now about half past eight on Monday morning. We've been here for about 20 minutes. We've got protesters across the road. Uh, The police have been called. The police are now trying to handle the chaos for the traffic and uh, we hope we'll move the protesters soon. So this is a Swanley roundabout trying to get through to the M20 and the M25. It was organised by a group called Insulate Britain. You might not have heard of them before, but they want the government to take action on climate change. Diversions were put in place, but many motorists face very, very long delays. Dozens of people have been arrested on suspicion of obstructing a highway. Staying with traffic news, and if you've been out and about in Kent recently, you can't help but notice there are a lot of roadworks going on at the moment. Now, Businesses on an industrial estate in Medway say they fear a drop in custom as six months' worth of work get underway. A new slit road onto the Medway City industrial estate is being built. The Medway tunnel leading to the site is down to one lane, causing journeys this morning to take significantly longer than normal. Carrie Flynn works at JP Knight & Son, which is based on the estate. If the traffic's bad, the customers tend to avoid coming in and seeing us anyway. So obviously we've got the showroom as well as the office here, so we're not going to get as many customers I should imagine if the traffic's bad um, and things like that and we're also going to have staff in like you say some of our staff are going to be late it's going to impact times and things like that obviously we have vans that go out on the road so it's going to impact the vans going out on the roads and everything as well um, like you say because they've got to sit in traffic things like that if they need to come back here during the day and get stuff it's going to sort of take time and they're going to struggle to do that as well. We do get customers ringing us and asking us sort of our busy times, like when to avoid the traffic at the best of times. So even sort of now, it is going to be, I think it is going to sort of make it worse because they're not going to want to venture out knowing that there's traffic and like road works going on. We have been in touch with Medway Council to get a response today, but at the time of recording today's podcast, we're yet to hear back from them, so do check on the story for any updates at kentonline.co.uk. Meantime, drivers using the busiest junction in Faversham are being banned from turning right onto the A2 for the next two weeks. It's been brought in at the A251 and A2 junction as part of a controversial £1.6 million project to install traffic lights in the area. Motor coming off the A251 and wanting to head towards Brenly Corner are instead being told to turn left, which some say is an accident waiting to happen. The county council say it's to relieve congestion. Well, we're asking on Facebook today which roadworks in Kent are making your life a misery at the moment. Marilyn Kemsley says the A251 junction at the bottom of Ashford Road. David Ames reckons they could have done most of these roadworks while we were all in lockdown. And Lucy Elizabeth has added it's not any one set 
threat. It's the fact there's so many of them going on at the same time. You can follow Kent Online on Facebook to also have your say. In other travel news, it's emerged work on the new £30 million Canterbury bypass might not start for another two years. Plans for the Sturry Relief Road were given the go-ahead at the start of the month, despite strong objections from some campaigners. More than 1,000 homes are also going to be built as part of the project. A Medway motorway service station is being criticised, with motorists claiming the site is being greedy when issuing parking fines. Tickets have been handed to drivers using a service road at the M2 Moto service station. Some drivers have appealed their fines, but Moto services say they'll continue handing out parking charges as the road is only meant to provide access for authorised and emergency vehicles. And finally, Southeastern have launched a new timetable today as more of us start going back into an office. It includes extra trains and more carriages on some routes between Kent and London, especially at peak times. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and we're being given the chance to take part in the world's largest trial of a new blood test that could detect more than 50 types of cancer before symptoms appear. The gallery test can spot where in the body the disease is coming from with a high degree of accuracy. The NHS is inviting people in Kent and Medway and other parts of England to get involved at mobile clinics in retail parks and other community locations. Chief Exec Amanda Pritchard says it could be a game changer. One of our long-term plan commitments was to try and move to getting 75%, so three quarters of cancers detected at stage one and stage two. And we're really hopeful that this will be an important contribution to achieving that goal. Equally, it remains really important that people still attend screening appointments and, of course, if anybody has worrying symptoms, that they do come forward uh, and and not wait to be asked. Thanks to the really uh, hard work and dedication of NHS staff through the pandemic, uh, we have uh, treated hundreds of thousands of patients for COVID whilst also maintaining and now really trying to put all our energy into restoring services. Just last month, uh, we had over 27,000 people start cancer treatment and over 200,000 have a check for cancer. So we are back at pre-pandemic levels of activity, treatment and referrals for cancer. But I would still say the same. If anybody has any worrying symptoms, uh, please don't wait do come forward to get that checked out because we do know that people did in some cases stay away during the pandemic but we're open for business uh, and for anyone who has worrying symptoms please do come forward. Saharpal Kumar from Grail Europe, the company that makes it, says catching the disease early is extremely important. Well we are very very hopeful that this test really does give us the opportunity to make an enormous difference in outcomes from cancer. We have made a lot of progress in cancer, but sadly still nearly 460 people die every day in the UK. And the vast majority of those deaths are because we detect those cancers too late uh, before we have an opportunity to use treatments that might help cure the patient. And indeed, typically when we treat a late stage patient, it's more aggressive treatment as well. So we really want to be able to detect as many of those cancers as early as possible, ideally before symptoms appear, because that's when we have the greatest possible opportunity to make a difference. And that's what this test we hope will be able to do. And and as you've just touched on there, uh, with with our extensive work in the US, 
we think, well, we know we can detect more than 50 different types of cancer with this single blood test. So, so for example, if, if, a, if a person has lung cancer or liver cancer, what will typically happen is that they would, over time, develop some symptoms. Those symptoms might include a range of, of different conditions. Uh, it might be coughing up blood, it might be weight loss, it might be fatigue. But sometimes those symptoms can also be very um, uninformative. It might be something that the GP um, is, is, is struggling to understand exactly what might be causing that. And so typically, as a result, patients are then going through a process where they will undergo some scans. Uh, they might undergo an endoscopy, depending on what the what the GP suspects. And that process can take several months. But more importantly, by the time a patient gets symptoms, the cancer may already be very advanced. And what we want to be able to do is to, as I said earlier, detect those cancers much earlier before they've spread around the body, because that's when we have the greatest possible opportunity to treat them effectively. A man's been jailed for more than six years after admitting killing a teenager in a crash by driving dangerously. 17-year-old Millie Greenway died and four others were seriously injured when the car they were travelling in sped away from police before hitting a concrete pole and flipping into a garden near Pluckley last summer. 20-year-old Farron Smith from West Street in Sittingbourne has also been banned from driving for just over seven years. Five Kent police officers have been taken to hospital following a serious crash in Dartford. A patrol car collided with a taxi in Home Gardens near the railway station in the early hours of yesterday. None of their injuries are thought to be life-threatening and an investigation is underway. Latest figures show a 50% rise in the number of people in hospital with coronavirus in Kent. 167 patients are currently being treated in the county, which is the highest number since March, but it's still well below January's peak of more than 1,300 when case numbers were roughly the same as they are now. We're also hearing in regards to coronavirus today that an agreement has been reached across the UK to approve one dose of a COVID vaccine for healthy 12 to 15 year olds. Meantime, the Prime Minister's confirmed booster jabs to protect against COVID during the winter months are definitely happening. Three mums have been banned from Blue Water Shopping Centre after stealing two and a half thousand pounds worth of perfume. The women hid 21 fragrance bottles in special pockets in their skirts. They've each been given a suspended prison sentence and ordered to carry out 250 hours of unpaid community work. A child's been rescued by firefighters after getting stuck in a cave on a Kent beach. Emergency crews were called to Kingsgate Bay in Broadstairs yesterday after the youngster climbed in and was unable to get down. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. A pub and hotel in Chatham damaged by a fire has been forced to close until further notice. It's thought the Friday night blaze at the Ship and Trades on Maritime Way was caused by an electrical fault in a tumble dryer. Bosses say they're working hard behind the scenes to get the premises open again as soon as possible. Meantime, a pub near Ashford could be refurbished with a holiday let and four new homes on land nearby. New owners have snapped up the Honest Miller pub in Brook and want to revamp it. A 15 metre tall 5G mast could be installed in a residential part of Ashford. There are plans to put it on the Britannia Lane roundabout in Kings North to improve the three networks coverage in the area. 
With more of us heading back into offices, a workplace psychologist from Kent says younger people in particular may need more time to readjust. The past 18 months has seen us getting used to working remotely, but that's also involved dealing with buffering and dropping out of Zoom calls. Well, research by LinkedIn's found nearly 70% of young professionals fear their learning experience has been impacted by the pandemic. And Jula Matanda, who's from Whitstable, says being away from the office has meant missing out on bonding with colleagues. I think the pandemic has put the massive pause button on everything we thought we knew. And I think we've entered a very interesting time of transition when it comes to work. And I think this new research from LinkedIn has really shown up some fascinating insights into, first of all, how lockdown life um, has impacted us and how it will impact our future work. And particularly for young people who've been hardest hit, I think, you know, 84% of young professionals feel out of practice when it, it comes to going back into office life. 57% feel their ability to engage in office small talk has suffered whilst, you know, having time away from from work. And a lot of people have started work remotely. And I also think we've entered a time where hybrid working may become more the norm. So we're having to tool up and skill up in different ways, perhaps, than we had done before. Having to adjust to working remotely. So when you work remotely, you have very little interaction face-to-face with anybody. You might you know, be spending quite a lot of time on your own, but still doing your job. And actually the, the research showed you know, 69% of people feel that their learning experience has been impacted by the, the pandemic, particularly when it comes to using soft skills and you know, things like small talk, which are all about socially bonding and connecting and actually having a sense of belonging. So they've really, really missed out on that kind of bonding glue. But the good news is that you can actually brush up on those skills as you think about, you know, re-entering back into the face-to-face workspace. A new cheat has arrived at Wingham Wildlife Park near Canterbury. Colonel Tom has been moved from Colchester Zoo as part of a breeding programme. He's named, as you might have thought, after Captain Sir Tom Moore, and you can see pictures of him at Kent online. And another animal park has started building new breeding enclosures as part of plans to reintroduce wild cats to English woodlands for the first time in 200 years. Work's underway on the groundbreaking project at the Wildwood Trust near Herne Bay. There'll be 10 breeding pairs whose kittens will later be released into the wild to help secure the future of Britain's rarest mammal. Kent Online Sport. The boss of the Lawn Tennis Association says Emma Raducanu's historic US Open victory is a huge boost for the sport in the UK. The 18-year-old from Bromley became the first qualifier to win a Grand Slam by beating Leila Fernandez in the final on Saturday night. Scott Lloyd believes it'll have a big impact on the grassroots game. We can start by the interest that the, the, the match had on um, had on a Saturday night. We had some 10 million people viewing it. Of that audience, there was a huge proportion of young people watching that match. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we think that this is, can have a big effect. Emma's moved up to 23 in the World Tennis Rankings and is also the new British number one, overtaking Johanna Conta. And on the lowdown on our Facebook Live tonight, we'll be chatting more about the impact Emma will have on the sport and younger players in particular. Be watching from six. And in football, Gillingham picked up a point from their trip to Burton Albion at the weekend. For Dane Oliver took the lead for the Jills in the first half before the home side equalised just after the break. Assistant manager Paul Rayner spoke to us after the game. It was uh, an excellent performance, but we created a lot more than we've done in recent weeks. 
Uh, we said we were stronger in terms of the squad, in terms of you know what we've had on the training field this week. We've got some real good work, a good attacking work, and, and, and trying to get back to what we're good at is getting balls in the box and being a real attacking threat. And I thought we showed that in abundance, particularly in the first half. Probably should turn at least two nil up, uh, maybe even three, but you know that doesn't always happen. And uh, second half. No, it could have gone either way in the second half, but I thought it, on the whole it, it, was a, it was a really good performance, full of intent. And to say with the away side, I thought we had uh, we had a fair share of chances, and uh, you know, really pleased in, in many many ways. Real positive to take from the game. We were dominant. You know, we knew what uh, what Burton would try and do, the way they try and play out from the back. We thought we could press them high, and uh, and we did. We continually nicked it off them when they were trying to play out, and we were on the front foot for for most of the first half. So it was a little bit of a frustration, but turning one nil. You know, you, you've got a platform then to, to hopefully build on, and, and unfortunately, you know, we can see the set piece. We've spoke about their long throw and how we set up. You know, we don't deal with the first contact, and uh, somebody just pulls off a pulls off somebody in the six-yard box, and we give Kane Emmons chances like that. We put them away. We've, we've had him at Mansfield. We know what he can do. He's a goal scorer, and if you let him have chances in the box like that, then it's a problem. And uh, so that was a little bit disappointing because it was something we spoke about and worked on, and uh, and we haven't carried it out. We were a constant threat all day, and, and we always felt as though that second goal was coming. You know, they could have nicked one at the other end, but I just felt we were we were really potent in the in that attacking area, and, and that's something we've really worked really hard on this week is to get those movements to get the ball wide. That's what we were incredibly good at last season and the season before, and, and uh, there were some good signs of that today. So really pleased with, with some of the attacking aspects. We're just pleased we've come away and we've added to our tally. Unfortunately, it's not three. We've only come away with one. But as we've just said to the guys in there, an away point's never a bad point. You know, it's a, a tough place to come. And we've come away with something and, and a positive result. The Jills welcome MK Dons to Priestfield on Saturday. Well, thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk